Hey, everybody, this is your guy, financial.guru.ham on Instagram, CEO of Community Financial Investments, and you are tuned in to another episode of Community Money. Great thing is, this is episode two of our King Business Series. Now, you guys know what we have to do at the beginning of every episode, the Instagram segment, right? So uh, you can find me at financial.guru.ham on Instagram or financial.guru.ham on Twitter. I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about Guru Talk 2019. That's my tagline. You can definitely put in hashtag Guru Talk 2019, uh, G-U-R-U-T-A-L-K 2019. So you can get all of my hashtags on Instagram so you can find me faster. Um, so the topic of today is, do you have renter's insurance? Landlords generally carry insurance on a building. So if you're renting, who's going to replace your valuables due to flood, fire, and theft? I can answer that for you right now. Nobody, because nobody cares what you have in the apartment. They only actually care about the apartment itself. Now, if you're going to have liability insurance, you need to make sure that you take pictures of all the things that you have so you have proof to the insurance company that you are actually replacing these things. Insurance is very important, and we definitely talked about that in the previous episode. So the post explains it all. The biggest part of adulting is guaranteeing that the things you buy with your hard-earned money don't go to waste because of theft, flood, fire, etc. Make sure that you have this insurance renter's insurance, just to be clear, make sure that you have this insurance and that everything you have is covered, period. This insurance can be as low as $8 a month, $8. And sometimes your renter's insurance might be covered if you have life insurance through uh, organizations like Progressive or Geico or any one of those, because you can save a lot of money by just having those things as well. And then the price of that renter's insurance is going to be covered into that. So it'll be rolled over. So sometimes it might be free. Uh, you can sometimes be combined with your other auto insurance, what we just talked about. So be sure to get this. Uh, your liability policies cover your apartment. So that requires the same as your personal property insurance coverage. You can DM me for more details at financial.guru.ham on Instagram. And always remember to save, invest, and spend a rest. For everything else, consult the guru. So without further ado, let the audience applause for this man right here at King Business Series. So we're sitting here with Jarrell Johnson, sole proprietor of B Abstract Photography based in Philadelphia. How you feel today, Jarrell? Oh, I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks, man. Uh, Jarrell, can I call you Rel? Yep, that's good. All right. Th- All right, that's Jarell, good. however you want. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, B Abstract, that's a very uh, interesting name. Where did you come up with uh, the, the name B Abstract? Um, I came up with that name uh, just thinking about my photography and thinking about how um, you know, I wanted to kind of set myself apart from everyone else and uh, uh, be a little bit different, um, be myself while also uh, being abstract. So that's where where it came from. Be abstract photography. All right. That's good, man. And you and as you guys know out there to listen to Community Money, I go everywhere from Philadelphia to Baltimore. Last episode was with Bo the Barber and we were in Pensacola, Florida. So we have to make sure I well, I have to make sure that I'm going around the country interviewing quality people so they can give us the secrets on how they're being successful, both in the King Business Series and the Queen Business Series. All right. So uh, right now we are conducting our interview in the Good Space Studio. Rel, would you like to tell them a little bit about uh, Good Space Studio? Yeah, Good Space Studio is uh, essentially um, an, another part to uh, be abstract photography, so, uh, where I do the, the bulk of my studio work at uh, for clients here. And, um, you know, just basically I, I host uh, all of my clients here, um, friends, family, whoever that may be, 
right here uh, in the studio. And um, that's where uh, that part came in. So you'll probably hear me cross between uh, Good Space Studio today and uh, Be Abstract Photography as they kind of uh, go one and one with each other. So that's yeah. a bet. That's yeah, a bet. Two separate businesses. But So what area of Philadelphia are we in right now? Uh, this is the Frankfurt area. So we're about uh, right off 95, maybe exit 27. So okay. uh, if you're ever in the area, you know, stop by and say what's up. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, before we get into any more questions, any, you know, personal questions, anything like that, so that people can actually understand who uh, Jarrell Johnson is, uh, please mm -hmm. drop your Instagram name. Oh, all right. So I'm gonna give you both of them because, like, like I said earlier, we're gonna cross between the two. Uh, my uh, personal uh, photography page is uh, B Abstract Photography. That's um, at B Abstract. That's um, I'll spell it out uh, at B E A B S T R A K T, and that's uh, at B Abstract on Instagram. Uh, Instagram is probably like the only social media platform I use. I, I use Facebook a little bit too, uh, but Instagram is like my 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 go-to space because that's you know photography is all linked together there. So uh, my other business page uh, is at Good Space Studio. Um, that's just spelled uh, regular. It's not uh, uh, any type of uh, different variation or anything. So it's just at Good Space Studio PHL. Um, PHL for Philly, so at Good Space Studio, PHL. All right, that's a bet. Um, this is a beautiful studio, just to let you guys know. And uh, thank you for giving me your time, bro, because I called you about a thousand times, and I know you're a busy man. So oh, yeah. um, thank you, <laughs> thank you for giving Community Money your time, yeah, uh, because the gems that we drop on this show, uh, we we use these episodes to empower, mm -hmm. right? To empower people to get into small business. Um, to, to basically motivate other people who want to be in the small business to not be afraid of taking that opportunity and taking that chance to uh, change the uh, generational path of the, the people that come after them. So I really appreciate your time for that. And that definitely deserves a round of applause. No problem, no problem, brother Ralph. So, just a little bit about you, man. We uh we talked about uh, what you do in Good Space Studio and be abstract photography. But what is your uh, primary occupation? What do you do? What do you do for a living? What keeps the lights on for you right now? So, what keeps the lights on is a few different things. Um, and, you know, we'll get into that later. But mm -hmm. uh, the the main thing is uh, I do uh, information technology work at uh, a charter school here in, in Philadelphia. So that's that's. Uh, primary number one that's what what keeps the lights on that's what, what feeds the babies uh feeds everybody else while well, the baby shall i say um and uh that's that's what you know keeps uh me driving then uh obviously my uh business here uh the abstract photography and uh good space studio um as we we rent out our studio um to other photographers uh in the area as well so those are my uh, three streams of income as of current now, but hopefully the next time I do this podcast, I'll have five more for you. Bad, bad. <laughs> I need all of my coins. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. And we and, and we here at Community Money, we we press the fact that, you know, the average millionaire in America, I don't even know if you can say average a million at the same time, but the uh, the average million in America has seven streams of income. And you already on three. So I can see what you got your sights on. 
Well, I need four more then. You need four. <laughs> you need four more, and yep. you're shooting for five, so that's a good sign. Um, so let's talk about something real quick, man. Um, school. So did you did you grow up in the city of Philadelphia? I did. Yeah, I'm born and raised in the city of Philadelphia. Yep, I, I grew up in uh, uh, Germantown and uh, moved to Mount Airy. So mm. uh, I spent uh, most of my life in uh, Mount Airy from age uh, from age nine until about 26, actually. Mm. Yep. So I, I spent most of my life uh, in Mount Airy. So I really uh, claim Mount Airy more so than I claim uh, Germantown, but yeah, that's where that's where I'm uh, from. There. Any uh, post-secondary education, college, technical schools, anything like yeah, that? Yeah, so I uh, I graduated from Cheney University. Shout out to Cheney. Oh. First, the first HBCU. Okay. Don't let them tell you anything different. <laughs> uh, class of 2010. I heard that. Uh, got out of there with a, um, a bachelor's degree in political science. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Because uh, I know some people probably thinking like, how, wait, you got a bachelor's in political science. We're, well, how'd you get here? Yeah. We'll talk about that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So you said yeah. you went to Cheney, uh, Cheney University. Yep. Um, uh, I'm, I'm hearing a lot about fraternities and sorority life and stuff like that at Cheney. Did you indulge in that during your, during, was it, you, were you there for four years, five years? Or? Yeah, I was on the extended plan. So okay. I, was, I was there for five years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, some things, you know, things came up and some things uh, changed, some career paths changed and and uh, things like that. So yeah, I was there for five years and I, I actually did uh, join a fraternity. Um, I'm a part of Iota Phi Theta Fraternity Incorporated, uh, the Beta Row chapter. Shout out to Beta Row. Yep. Getting things right up there, Cheney. We straight. Okay. <laughs> I heard that. So, so um, basically, involving yourself in the community and being linked in was is kind of like second nature for you. Oh yeah, it's actually like primary nature, man. Like that's 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 the first thing, you know, giving back to the community. Uh, you got to give back to the community if you want the community to give back to you, and that's just you know one hand wash the other, both hands wash the face. Exactly. Yeah. And Community Money Podcast is exactly about that. One hand watches the other and the both hands watch the face. We got to keep it clean out here and we definitely got to make sure that the information that we're giving to people is right, motivating, and it's enduring through the times where people believe that they might not be able to do the things that they can do because they have to motivate each other. And that's what the community is about. The community is about uh, the village mentality, right? If you want to do something and it's the right thing, we will uplift you, we will hold you up, and we will motivate you to get those things done. Aspirations growing up, Ralph. You said you're from the city of Philadelphia. Uh, a lot of people say that the mean, the mean streets of Philadelphia, mm -hmm. right? What were your aspirations growing up um, in the mean streets? In the mean streets of the city. <laughs> um, you know what? Honestly, um, only thing I wanted to do was just uh, get an education and just take it from there. I, you know, uh, they ask kids like, "What did? You, what do you want to be when you grow up?" I was always one of the kids that said, "I don't know." I really don't know. I want to grow up and I want to be successful. And that's the only thing I wanted to do. And, and just doing that, um, you know, got me to where, where I, I am. And, you know, I, I kind of, uh, you know, people, some people will say, oh, you should have goals and things like that. And while I do, but um, I'm more of a, a free thinker, uh, I think on the fly and it, it, it works for me with a little bit of planning. Uh, uh, so that's, that's what, uh, you know, how I, how I go. But, um, you know, I, I did start to aspire to, to be a lawyer when I got to high school. So, mm. um, and that's where that uh, bachelor's degree in political science came from because, um, you know, one of my high school teachers uh, inspired me to, 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 to be a lawyer. He was, you know, he always told me that I was a great debater and that I should, should, should go forward with that. And, uh, you know, 
do, you know, try to go to, and be a lawyer. I was a great reader and all of that good stuff. So it's like, you know, you should, you should go, go to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I got to college and uh, started to, to uh, pursue that. And, uh, you know, some things changed after that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that answer, man. I just mm-hmm. definitely want the community to know more about uh, Brother Rel Johnson here. Uh, so prepared to be abstract partnership with Good Space Studio. Because remember, guys, in the city of Philadelphia, we all need good shots. We all need good photos. And um, can you shout that Instagram page out one more time? Yep. Yeah, at B Abstract. That's at B E A B S T R A K T. And be abstract. All right, cool. And a question for a lot of people uh, that are thinking about getting hitched and going to Zales and Jared and buying those rings. Uh, Do you do any private events or anything like that? Yeah, I do. I do private events. I do uh, engagement sessions. I do Mm -hmm. weddings. I just came off of two big weddings that I uh, did and still working working on those. Um, I do uh, uh, portraits, models, uh, pretty much all all of that uh, good stuff in in there. Yep. All right. So definitely, if you guys need any type of work like that to be done, and you want it to be clean and professional, get with this brother, Rel Johnson. Be abstract. Definitely look that up on IG. I know all of you guys have one. And make sure that you uh, tune into the next episodes we have after here so you guys can know who to support, how to support, and you can get a reason to support them. All right. So we're going to take a break right now. Uh, just for the show sponsors, because definitely got to keep the lights on. This is financial.guru.ham on Anchor. And we are back with your boy financial.guru.ham on Instagram and Twitter, right? And we're back with the King Business Series. We hear interviewing brother Jarrell Johnson, sole proprietor of Be Abstract. And uh, are you ready for the first question? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's get it. So um, first question for you. Yes, sir. When did you realize that money was an important item in your life? Um, when I came out the womb? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I realized uh, maybe in middle school, um, I was maybe, let's see, uh, I was about 11 years old when I got my first job. You know, I, I worked at the corner store uh, on the corner of my block. And, um, you know, I used to fill up uh, sodas and, and uh, you know, do things like like small little tasks. But it was it was yeah, good. So uh, stock. Yeah. Yeah. Stock. stock stuff. It was good weekend weekend money for that time. At least I was getting paid ten dollars. I would work the whole day and get paid <laughs> 10, 10 bucks. And Man. with that ten dollars, I would go to the movies Grab some McDonald's, everything with that ten dollars. So yeah. things have changed a lot. Since a lot. Then. <laughs> can't, can't, can't work for that no a, more. A but, lot, a lot. But uh, you know that was that was uh, kind of inspiration for me to to uh, to to want more because I knew it wasn't enough even back then. Mm. Like I, I need more, you know, from from my time and my skill. Uh, so even at that young age, being able to to realize that 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 helped me out a lot, and um, and then in high school uh, as well. Uh, still being of that young age, I knew that I needed. Uh, again, I needed. I needed money. Like I was in a single parent home. But, we, um, all, we all do, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, you know. But I, I needed. I needed mine for real. So yeah. I was in a single parent home, and it was me and my brother. And uh, my mom didn't make much money, so uh, you know, I was like, "Look, I, I got to do something." And then that's where you know, I, I really started to kick things in the gear. I, I started working at a summer camp. Uh, this was after this was like uh, in high school, maybe ninth grade. I started working this summer camp. 
uh, I got my first cell phone. Mm. Yeah, I was mm. I was rolling. That was, was a rolling bet. in the dough. Yep. I remember yeah. when I got my first cell phone, man. Yeah, my man. bill, the yeah. first bill. I didn't, I didn't know how yeah. bills work oh, back yeah. then. Yeah, me. Either. <laughs> Would you be surprised if I told you that my first cell phone bill ever? I had a Nokia uh, thirty three ninety. Mm. My first cell phone bill was five hundred. And fifty-five dollars. Oh, wow. I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's a good number. Five hundred. It was five hundred and fifty some odd dollars yeah. because you know for for, the, for everybody who was born after the year two thousand. I'm not trying to show my age or nothing like that, but uh, you know we didn't have unlimited minutes and no, you know no. unlimited oh texting gosh, and man. and all yeah. of that sweet all of the sweet stuff that yeah. we deal with right now. You know yeah, what was I'm it? About, five cents. That. It was like yeah. five cents for yeah. every message or something, yeah. like, and it was oh, yeah. send. And receive. So yeah, if you're well, sending a message, it's five cents. If you get a message back, yeah, that's that's another five cents. Yeah, that's ten cents. Yeah, don't send me no messages. Yeah, don't man. send me yeah, no that messages was, back. That was, you know, that was serious, man. And then and, you know, uh, we had uh, free nights and weekends. That's what, that's what <laughs> I was looking forward to. Was nine it o'clock? It started o'clock? at nine. Yeah, yeah, it started at nine. Started and then at they, nine, and then they moved it to seven. Oh, and that was clutch. Seven, man. That was all. That, that was, was everything. And that was every night and every weekend. In the weekends, what Friday at nine o'clock? Hit myself. <laughs> oh man, brother, brother Jarrell, you were taking, brother Rell, you were yeah. taking me back. Yeah, man. we gotta go back every we're, now and then. Man. You taking me back, man. But back, yeah. back to the question. I don't yeah. want to cheat the community. Back yeah, to the yeah, questions, yeah, man. Yeah. I, and I know you guys out there digging that that moment because I know you guys remember when uh, free nights and weekends started at nine, and when it hit yeah. seven. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So great, great answer, great answer to that question, brother Rell. Um, next question: When did you decide that building a business? was going to be able to help you achieve your goals um, and or your dreams? Um, I, I decided that, uh, again, back in uh, in high school, you know, kind of transitioning on from there that I needed, um, you know, I needed some 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 money. So basically, um, when I when I got paid my, my first check, I said, you know what, this ain't going to do it for me. Yeah. This is nice and all. I know this is good, so. you know, but I, I, I still feel like I'm missing something. So. What did I do? I became a, a small entrepreneur for myself uh, right there in high school. I started selling DVDs, man, and that was that was the thing. Yeah, we yeah, we keep going back on y'all. <laughs> we keep going back. But you, but uh, you but not to cut you off. Yeah. But you know you know you you decided that investing mm-hmm. was what you which was what you wanted to do. But you invested in yourself, right? So there's two things I invested. I invested in myself and I invested in my product. Yeah. Right. So I, I knew back then I, what I did was, and I, I got real professional with it, man. I, I went out and uh, I bought a computer and this is how I, I transitioned into the job that I'm at now because I always had a love for computers. Mm. Um, I went out, uh, my mom actually bought me my first computer. Shout out to mom. Yeah. Shout out to mom. Shout she bought me, mom. she bought me like a, a, a compact from Walmart or something mm. like that. Right. Mm. I don't even think they make compact no more. Mm-mm. She bought me this compact from Walmart, man. And the first day I got it, I, I completely stripped that thing apart. And then I, I learned all about computers and how to put them back together and everything like that. And it just kind of went on. And then I started learning like the programming aspect to, to computers. And that was all she wrote from there. And then once I learned out how to, Burn DVDs. I started Ooh. burning them and selling them, and that was that was where we was at. So preach, preacher, yeah, yeah. preach. <laughs> so, so what I did once I once I started rolling in the dough and selling DVDs, I was like in tenth grade. Um, yeah, the hustle you know, was real. yeah, the hustle was real. So I, I started to, I went out. I said, oh man, I think I made like like five hundred dollars in like two days. Mm. I said, oh no, what DVDs was you selling? Well, I had I had the plug to Blockbuster, so I was copying the DVDs. <laughs> 
don't take my name down or anything. <laughs> I, I had to get by the way I had to get by. I was copying DVDs. I had the clear copy, the crystal clear copy yeah. with the with the uh, uh, all the menus and everything. So <laughs> I was selling them for five dollars. When I was selling them for five bucks, um, I was taking that money. I, I hit like five hundred dollars in like two days. And being back then, I ain't had no no bills or nothing to pay. Yeah. You know what I did? I took that five hundred and went and bought another computer. Mm. And and then that was like that. I didn't even know what I was doing to be honest. If you would have told me I was investing back there, I, I didn't know. I yeah, didn't have any. Yourself. I I didn't know because you know I just something about it felt right to me though. Like because I know I needed to produce more DVDs and people were were hitting me up like, yo, I need this, I need this, I need five or ten of them. Like so, mm. I'm like, yo, I can't I can't do that. Like because yeah. I'm here at school and I don't have enough time to do it. So then what I did was I bought another computer. And I hired my brother. Mm. I hired my brother to to sit at home and uh, and make those DVDs for me. So I would call them. People would circle off what they and want. You were how old? Sorry to cut you off. You were how old when this was going on? Maybe like like fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I, I hired my brother. My brother uh, started. Uh, he I, I taught him how to do it. He started making DVDs for me while I'm at home. So people, uh, I had a list, and people would circle off what they want. I'm like, yo, you gotta run and go get this. I was paying him his money, and then you know, I was I was good. Yep, I, I was good. The you know, so man, man. that's exciting. Yeah, oh yeah. That sounds that sounds a little bit like a story that I had growing up. I would, you know, I worked on my dad's fruit and vegetable truck, mm-hmm. and I took that money and I went and bought candy because mm-hmm. I knew all the kids in the lunchroom wanted candy. Mm-hmm. So now I would just double the price up. And then by that time, you know, I doubled the price. I sold all my candy. I took all the money that I made and I yep. bought more candy. Mm-hmm. So I just kept doubling my money until I bought a pair of sneaks. Hey, there it so, is. you know, yeah. so so it, it's crazy. DVDs yeah, um, introduced yeah. you to commerce yeah, at the age of 15. At the age of 15. I, and I didn't even know because the, the, the fact of the matter is, like, my mom's not a huge investor. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nobody around me was investors. So, like, I didn't even know what I was doing, but it just felt right to me. So yeah. as I was... Um, as I was doing that, I, I didn't have any knowledge. So everything I learned, I started to learn from from close friends and everything like that. And I had another close friend um, over at uh, he went to Roxborough and we were all selling DVDs. Once I, I, I you know, I put him on to it mm. and we started using his computer and then we start moving over to uh, to his school. So yes. he had his school. Like, so you were you were a syndicator yeah. at an early age. Yeah, at a really early age. Yeah. <laughs> at a really yeah, early, early age. Really early age. Yep. So Man, you know we, we we found something that people wanted and we gave it to them. Yeah. That was it. So and you, we gave it to them for a good price. So you found. So you basically did principle one in business. Mm-hmm. You found a need and you filled it. Fil- found a need and filled it, man. Yeah, absolutely. And on top of that, like we we went to Blockbuster. We got the the monthly rental plan where you could take out movies rapidly. Yeah. So we was going back and forth to Blockbuster like hourly because we were like, <laughs> you know, going yeah. in there and they were like kind of looking at us like, wait, hold on, these guys what y'all got movies. going on? Yeah, no, we, we so like much. we watch them fast. We watch these movies real fast. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, oh my god. Yeah. So we had a, we had a whole enterprise going, man, and um, you know. Um, Eventually, what happened was technology happened. Yeah, you technology know, people, happened. People stopped needing DVDs. We kind of got older and kind of got away from it too. And uh, you know, we didn't want to make it too big. Where yeah. there were the fact that you know, uh, fans just start watching us. We didn't want no parts of that. So, so could you yeah. say that Netflix put you guys out of business? 
Because uh, no, Netflix, no, that's Netflix, what they did no, for Blockbuster. So, so, so here's the thing. Netflix came way after we were done, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was, uh, you know, it, they didn't put us out of business. That, okay. that was way after we was done. I'm talking like I was doing this in maybe 2003. Okay. 2000. Yeah, just want, just wanted to give people a little bit of context because that's I mean if anybody knows the backstory about Netflix, um, uh, Netflix is pretty much outside of uh, paying for parking. Mm-hmm. Netflix was one of the uh, the most revered business strategies uh, of the of the twenty first century. Yeah, oh, um, so I just want to know if they got you guys like they got Blockbuster, <laughs> even though Blockbuster had the opportunity to buy Netflix and, and turn it down, yep. and they turned it down. They but passed up on it, man. They yeah. they smile in their face every day now. Yeah. Well, Genius. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> so next question. Mm-hmm. Another another trip down memory lane. This thing yeah. is giving me the goosebumps. Yeah. So what characteristic of an entrepreneur is most important to the success of, of business in general? Uh I think leadership. You mm. know, I think leadership and being able to to actually get to Waking up in the morning and saying like, you know, I gotta, I gotta take care of business. You know what I mean? That's mm. that's that's the that's the the, the uh, you know the most important thing because um, if you don't have that that leadership, like I even the, you don't have to be the leader of the free world. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you do have to have some sort of leadership and diligence to yourself to be able to to get up and and, and move forward with with your. Uh, with your plans, because there's days where you can become discouraged easily, especially in my line of work, man. Yeah. Because there, there are some photographers out there that put out some great work, and, and you, <laughs> you will sit there and say, like, "Wow, and that's am I ever going to get to that?" Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, that could literally discourage you, man. So, like, for me, like that's that's one of the things. Like, again, I, you know, at the moment, I don't do it full time, but eventually, I would like to be able to. You know what I mean? I have a business right in front of my face. Absolutely. You know what I mean? My own setup right in front of my face while still working somewhere else. But eventually I want to, you know, go ahead and just be like, mm, excuse me, I'm going to do this full time right here. At One more time, yeah. man. Definitely shout your IG out one mm-hmm. more time for yeah. anybody who's probably just listening to this podcast with their friend, probably just hopped into the car or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Shoot your IG um, page real quick. One at, more time for it. At B Abstract. That's B-E-A-B-S-T-R-A-K-T. At B Abstract. All right, man. Thank you for shooting out one more time. For anybody that's listening, please follow Jarrell Johnson. He does amazing work. And guess what? The proof is in the pudding because Instagram shows you pictures. And what does this man specialize in? What is he an expert at? Pictures. Pictures. There we go. Connected all together. Absolutely. So my next question for you, uh, Brother Rell. In your opinion, what do you believe is the best way to increase sales and acquire repeat customers in your line of work, in your business? Uh, in my line of work, in my line of business, uh, it's consistency. You know, um, you, you have to be consistent and you have to deliver what you promised. Absolutely. Um, so if I if I promise you, you know, uh, some really nice photos, then that's what I have to deliver. Mm-hmm. And the, the only thing about photography, you, you only get to do it once. Mm-hmm. You know, you only get to take these photos one time. So... Uh, sharpness and tact, tactness is, is uh, you know, tactfulness rather is is a, is a key for my for my business because I only have one time. You know, this person just went out and spent one hundred and fifty dollars on a makeup artist. This person just went out and uh, spent four hundred dollars on their hair, and Pricey. then you know, uh, x amount of money that they spent for me to shoot the photos. Like I have to nail it right then and there. So being consistent is, um, you know, one of the 
you know, more important things as well uh, and delivering what I what I said that I was going to do. You know, if, yeah. I, if I made those promises, then that's what I have to, uh, you know, that's what I have to deliver, you know. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good to me, man. Keeping your promise, mm-hmm. keeping your promise and actually. And, you know, uh, too, uh, I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah. Another thing, too, is, um, you know, being able to relate to clients and understanding that things happen, you know, um, mm. that's that's important, too, even when they don't when they don't book and they just send you uh, uh, an inquiry about, you know, doing a photo shoot. Like, you know, I I probably at this point get more people that inquire than I do that actually book. Mm -hmm. So, but what I do realize is that I can relate to them. And a lot of times people don't understand the planning that goes into a photo shoot and they can become overwhelmed with it. It takes a lot of planning that goes into a photo shoot. So when you see these photos on, on the uh, on the internet and everything like that, understand that somebody didn't just grab their iPhone and take those pictures. It takes a lot of planning. Mm. And uh, a lot of times clients can't relate to that. So I have to make sure that I explain that to them and show them that, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm there for them with, with that planning and, and everything. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, it's basically it's two sides. Oh, yeah. You got to make sure you keep your promise, and they got to make sure that they keep it. Yep, mm-hmm. that's pretty much Absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. That's uh, that's what one of my one of my brothers would call uh, synergy. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You got to have the you got you got to have the proper synergy to make sure that your event goes off without a hitch. Absolutely. Uh, great answer. Great answer. Mm-hmm. Great answer, uh, brother Rel. Um, next question. You ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So, what is the hardest thing? about being a business owner in 2019. And I'm going I'm to I'm switch it up like I did with uh, Boda Barber. Uh, my last interview, definitely check that out. Community Money Podcast, Boda Barber, King Business Series, Episode 1. This is King Business Series, Episode 2 with Jarrell Johnson. So proprietor to be abstract, partner of Good Space Studio. This is a second question on to that. Uh, what is the hardest thing about being a business owner in 2019? Um, what is the hardest thing about being a black business owner in 2019? Now you can melt the answers together. You can answer yeah. this however you want. Yeah. Um, however you feel comfortable. Yeah. So, no. so um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll split it up and okay. maybe bring it back together. We'll see. We remix it up and everything. Okay. <laughs> I like the I like the right. energy. Uh, so I think the biggest thing is um, being a business owner. The hardest part is fighting yourself. You know, mm. um, and 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 actually. Uh, being able to, uh, you know, again, uh, be able to overcome yourself, you know. Oh yeah, um, that deserves an amen right there. Amen. Um, <laughs> you know, being able to overcome yourself is probably the, the hardest thing in, in my eyes uh, as as being a, a business owner because you know you you constantly uh, doubt yourself and 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 things like that and you know if you if you do those things again we talk about that getting discouraged and you know um that can happen that can happen pretty pretty easy so you know fighting yourself could could definitely uh be one of the hardest things of of, of being a a business owner Mm -hmm. um as far as being a black business owner yeah all right here we go (laughs) (laughs) sound like you got a little Uh, experience in this i do yeah man um i think that the hardest thing about being a black business owner is uh working with us um, and that's that's working with us and our and our folks um, and uh, and those folks having a, a preconceived notion about uh, black businesses. Mm. Um, so for me, I try to to set the bar and I set the bar really high. 
uh, when I work with any client, black, white, Hispanic, whoever, I set the bar really high and I provide a level of professionalism for every client, no matter what color you are, because what's the only color that we care about? Green. There it is. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. You no. Know, um, so, so for me, I like um, working with us is the, the hardest um, thing you have to, you know, I, some people I've had clients come in with uh, kind of almost like a chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, expecting you to be like unprofessional. Mm. But that's where I kind of, uh, you know, separate myself from a lot of people and, uh, you know, kind of kill the game because your 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 experience um, with be abstract photography is an experience like none other. Absolutely. You know, you walk into a professional studio, you feel at home, you're comfortable. Uh, I like to relax my subject when, when we shoot. And uh, before you know it, just shoot is over. You know, it's just it's just that simple. Um, I have plenty of references of of people who will tell you that, like, my level of professionalism is uh, come second to none. So um, being being able to, to, um, you know, provide that and, you know, that that kind of breaks the the notion of some businesses. And I've been to some uh, businesses and I'm on social media and I see people uh, shoot down other other black businesses. And uh, and that's, that's something that we shouldn't do. Because we don't shoot down any other businesses, but uh, when it comes to our business, we shoot them down for 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 X, Y, and Z. But also, we have to become better with our service and um, what we provide to mm. to the people. Absolutely, you know, what I mean, to your clients. You yeah, know, if I go to a restaurant and you know this ain't a shot at nobody, but if your menu say mac and cheese on it. <laughs> I want mac and cheese. Like, and I, I, I don't want, want, want to hear any excuses. Like, yeah. if that's what it says on your menu, I don't want you to tell me that you're out of mac and running and cheese at 12 o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> and you don't close till 10. That, that's, that, that's unacceptable. Absolutely. So those sorts of things we got to get better at. Yeah. We have to get better at that. Consistency. But it's, but it's good that you hold um, other businesses to that standard because you also hold yourself to that standard. I hold myself to that because yeah. I know what it feels like to walk into a business and not be able to get what I want. Absolutely. So if somebody comes into my business and they say they want beauty shots for their for their four-year-old daughter or yeah. son or whoever, yeah. I want them to be able to have that. I don't yeah. want them to walk in and say, "Ah, oh, you know what? I can't. I can't do no beauty shots. I ain't. I ain't doing that." Yeah, <laughs> that's that's unprofessional, yeah. man. You gotta like take your 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 personal feelings out of it and just and move along and provide yeah. what you say that you're gonna provide. Yeah. If you know you can't give that macaroni and cheese every day, yeah. take it off your menu. Yeah, and, and you're it, better off taking it off your menu. It being the best thing on the menu. Yeah. Right. If yeah. you if you said you can't provide the best thing, then yeah. you know what are you what are you doing this for? Yeah, take it off. Absolutely. If you can't provide that, if you can't provide that from eleven o'clock when y'all open <laughs> till ten o'clock when y'all close, and some more, <laughs> and some more, then more chops of gravy, rice, every, everything. You should take it off your menu. Absolutely. Or figure out a way to be able to provide that for your customers. And it's interesting that you bring up um, being able to give your all, right, yeah. or your best product, because that's how I found you, yeah. right? Uh, I attended a wedding uh, for a long time, friend. We've been friends for 15 years. I'm not going to shout their name out. Um, but they showed me the pictures. They said, hey, you know, Ham, come, come check this out. So I'm like, man, these pictures are beautiful. Where did you get these things done at? You know, you, you talk about all different types of stuff. Oh, the wedding was expensive and mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. But the thing that they were so much, uh, the thing that they were so proud of is the fact that the moments were captured so beautifully. 
mm-hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, you're not going to be, you're, you can't relive that day, right? And we already spoke about that. You can't relive that day. Um, and then these pictures are going to be in their, in their home, in their forever house, right? Or these pictures are going to be on the desk at work, or these pictures are going to be posted on social media, right? You want these things to look good and you, you want them to look, you know, better than what you actually spent your money paying for, right? Absolutely. So, you know, regardless of what the price is, you can't relive that moment. You just can't, you just can't do it. It's impossible, right? So you have to make sure that you get the right person to do that. So this interview basically started when I asked that question uh, from, from, from my guy. And he said, man, you got to contact this guy because he did such a great job. And when I found out that you were a young uh, black small business owner, I said, yes, we got to get this interview done. Mm-hmm. We got to get this. So I definitely commend you, brother, for doing such a great job and letting these people uh, live that day every single day um, for the rest of their lives. Um, next question. You ready for the next yeah. question? Yeah, let's go. So what is your ultimate goal as an entrepreneur? Um, my, again, you know, going back to, to who I am and uh, my, my, my goals and everything, I have kind of like an unorthodox way of thinking. Yeah. But my my goal for becoming an entrepreneur is to uh, continue growing, you know, um, and and growing and becoming an entrepreneur in other fields. Um, so that's uh, where 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 I want to be at. You know, I I don't want to just be uh, a photographer. You know, I, I love this. This is something I have a passion for. But eventually, I want to you know I want to expand even more. You Absolutely. know, I want to. Uh, expand in other in other parts of photography, some more uh, uh, defying jobs that are consistent, you know. So some things like that, yeah. Like like what? Elaborate, because that that was kind of my ne- my next yeah. question was, you know, what's next for Be Abstract? Right. You know, so what space I, of entrepreneurship yeah, sure. do you have your eye on? That was my next so question. I, so you might as well just roll. I, I want to I want to start to deal with uh, with corporate photography mm. um, and uh, dealing with you know again consistency and dealing with places that have. Uh, a budget set out for photography. Yeah, uh, my my photographer uh, and mentor and friend that uh, I've been learning some things from has been even telling me, you know, that's where you should venture to because the money is consistent, there, mm-hmm. right? So then, if you can get a few clients per year, then you'll have a nice salary to be able to to live off of. Absolutely uh, for for those things. So that's where I want to uh, venture out to. I want to be able to do corporate, maybe uh, school like graduation photos and, and things like that have, uh, you know, uh, people to be able to come to my studio and, and uh, you know, get all of that stuff done in a, in a one-stop shop here. But uh, eventually uh, moving on from uh, individual portraits and families like that, I, I kind of want to do uh, uh, corporate, uh, corporate photography and weddings. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and continuing to rent out the space uh, to, to other photographers when I'm not using it, of course. Absolutely. Um, yep. Absolutely. That is definitely a form of passive income. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, at Community Money, we love passive and dividend income. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's the goal. That's mm-hmm. the goal. That changes the dy- dynamic of generational wealth. Let me give you an audience applause real quick, man, because this interview, this interview literally embodies what Community Money is about. It literally embodies what community money is about. And I wish you the best of luck in all of your endeavors. And thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Brother Rel. I really appreciate it, man. Um, I got one more question for you. So you three streams of income in, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You're searching for the next five. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You only need seven to be a millionaire, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, on, on average, you need seven to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. When you get those, let's say five, let's say you jump from, from the three that you got to the five, right? Mm-hmm. Will you come back to Community Money on a Community Money podcast for another episode of the King Business Series to enlighten us on how you took those necessary steps to make sure that you secure your financial independence and make sure that you get those uh, those. Make sure that you show people how to get those extra streams of income. Will you do that for the community? Honestly, bro, uh, no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not coming back, man. I'm, 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 I'm going to get Hollywood. <laughs> you get I'm, Hollywood ta- I'm, taking, I'm taking a flight to Hollywood. Say it ain't so, brother. And, and, Say and, it and, ain't and so. And that's it. Nah, definitely, man. You know, I'll be, I'll be back, man. I that, pre- that's, that's never a problem. I appreciate Absolutely. that. I appreciate Absolutely. that. Hey, we're going to get his brother uh standing ovation. Stand up. For Brother Well, B Abstract Photography. We are at the Good Space Studio. This has been Community Money Podcast, episode two of the King Business Series. As always, I am financial.guru.ham on IG, financial.guru.ham on Twitter. And guess what? I always say the same things save, invest, and spend the rest. And it doesn't matter what you know if you're not in a position to help somebody else. Be easy and have a great night. Thanks for listening. Hey, remember me, financial.guru.ham, the host of this podcast and CEO of Community Financial Investments. Just to let you guys know, I really appreciate you guys listening to this episode. And I need you to do me a favor. Share, 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 share. Make sure that you send it to your friends. Make sure you send it to your family. Make sure that you send it to anybody who knows or wants to know anything more about money or wants to be able to support black businesses in their particular area, whether it's Pensacola to Pottstown, whether it's Cincinnati to California. I am going everywhere that I can possibly get to make sure that I interview these black business owners to make sure that we keep We keep the movement going by circulating the black dollar and making sure that you guys know that if you want to open up your own business, it is not out of your reach. We've so far we've interviewed e-commerce members. We've interviewed photographers. We interview barbers and we're doing uh, event space coordinators. We're literally interviewing everybody who has a business of their own to motivate you to open up a business of your own and get investing, learn about money. Financial.guru.ham and the community podcast wants to motivate you. And the best way that we can motivate you and the best way that we can get into everybody's house is to make sure that you share, 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 share. Send this podcast to your friends. Send a podcast to a teacher. Send it to your aunts and your uncles. Listen to it as many times as you possibly can to make sure that you soak in this information as well as you can. Community Financial Investments is a movement. The Community Money Podcast is a movement. I am financial.guru.ham and I'm here to teach as many people as I possibly can without having to... Uh, bring you into a seminar or, you know, uh, anything like that that's going to take up too much of your time. We want to make this as convenient as we possibly can. So share, 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 share. Thank you for your time. And I really appreciate you guys listening. I hope you had as much fun as I did. All right. Peace.